Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the second hour of Gameplay. I am your host, Matthew Cause, right here on TSN 1050, and we're brought to you by FanDuel. Bet on all your favorite teams on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. And uh, speaking of FanDuel, man, with the lines moving all over the place for the Super Bowl. It started out as you had the Chiefs briefly briefly were a point and a half favorite and within like half an hour Philly was favored by two and then soon after that that line's gone down just a smidge also Raptors and Phoenix I'll tell you in a little bit, but I do like the Phoenix Suns tonight. It's nothing against the Raps, but there's a couple numbers out there that just have me a little bit concerned about Toronto in Phoenix. But joining me now to talk all things Maple Leafs, uh, and man, what a difference a day makes. Friday losing to Ottawa 6-2, and then beating Washington 5-1 from inside the Maple Leafs with Sports Illustrated. It is David Alter. David, thanks for joining the show today. Hey, thanks for having me on, Matt. How's it going? Everything is uh, everything is dandy. Um, let's start with a really complex question that might go over your head. What the hell happened on Friday with Matt Murray? <laughs> well, now we know he has an ankle injury. That much we know. But like, you're certainly right to wonder because it was kind of a strange set of events that took place. I mean, he doesn't play... There's speculation as to what exactly happened, if something at all in the warm-up. But um, then he's on the bench, and that was probably the, the strangest thing out of all of it, is if he had an injury, which wasn't disclosed at the time until a day later in terms of what the nature of it was, why was he on the bench? Like, that's, like I, I, I've heard some theories, well, like maybe they didn't want Ottawa to know that there was an issue with the goaltender, but certainly they would have prepared for one goalie and saw another one come out. So that kind of defied logic as well. So I don't know. But uh, as long as um, we know the injury now, and uh, if he's out short long term, we don't know. But that's why Joseph Wall is here. And uh, that's why the Toronto Maple Leafs will roll with Ilya Samsonov, who has given the Leafs no doubts in terms of his capability in the net. Okay, hold on. i got to stop. Um at first, I was saying Samsonov. Then I was told it's Samsonov. How how are we saying his name? Yeah, well, I mean, I know they're saying Samsonov. I know the Russian pronunciation of it, which is closer to the other. So no one's actually going to say it correctly. It's a whole Thomas Coverley situation. Oh, that was the worst. Remember that day when he came out and said, actually, for the last seven years, you've been calling it wrong. It's Kaberla. Yeah. I'm like, no, yeah. you can't make us do that. So hold on. David, what you are telling me is no matter how I say it, I'll say it wrong. Is that what you're saying? Probably, yeah, yes, exactly. I love it. That takes all the pressure off me. There's no <laughs> chance I could be right. Huzzah. Um, on a scale of 1 to 10, how nervous should fans be just about the general health status of Matt Murray for this year and the length of his contract? Uh, the length of the contract, maybe the concern level should be a seven just because, I mean, Matt Murray has this track record of, of getting injured. This is going to be a second injury right now. Um, and maybe that might pose a problem for next year. But uh, in terms of his availability and all that other stuff, I think that number comes in lower just because, look, if you have other goalies in the system, like we'll see how Joseph Wall is if he actually gets a game or two in after the break, if if um, that situation calls for it, you know it's time to see what else you got within the system. We know what Shalgren can do, but Joseph Wall would have been the guy who would who would have been called up before had he not been hurt. So um, I think there's ways to get around the Matt Murray situation if it doesn't work out. If that's uh, LTI 
or whatever the case may be. The term is low. Uh, I don't think it's it's that much of a concern. It might hamstring them in the short term, but other than that, yeah, I think maybe a seven is probably correct in terms of what you were expecting or what you were hoping for in the situation that he finds himself in right now. Yeah, it's weird. Like, I don't know if this is fair. It probably isn't. But when what happened on Friday, because it was Matt Murray and because there was just some, I, I, I don't know, the things ended in Ottawa were on more of an, a negative cloud. And there always just seemed to be a little bit of shroud of mystery. If it was some other goalie and that happened, I don't think I would think much of it. And I, this might not be fair of me, but it, it's almost like, you know, you, you got that one couple and you know that uh, and they fight all the time. And so when they fight, you feel a little worse than when a normal, healthy couple fights. I don't know what it is. There's just something about what happened on Friday with Matt Murray where my end my radar went up a little bit higher and, and and again i'm not sure if that's fair or not but that's kind of how i view the matt murray injury look i mean when things are happening and the information isn't out there you're right to kind of think about you know the past and and some of these other things and the only other thing that was kind of strange with all of it was the fact that he hadn't played since january 17th leading up to that game mm-hmm. so so you wondered is there a correlation and is there something that there just hasn't been revealed and now they're realizing, oh, it's a bigger deal or, or it, it's not a case where they can go. But it, it turns out it was just something that flared up in the warm-up in this case and uh, everything else with the fact that it was against Ottawa again and the fact that he hadn't played, at least at their word, is coincidental. So you kind of have to take them at their word at this point. And I mean... Look, if somewhere down the road Matt Murray doesn't work out, there are ways around it. That's why they went this way and why they didn't commit to Jack Campbell for five years because the term is short. LTI is a thing where if it's an injury, they can LTI. They can use that money. It's not the best way to deal with the situation, but there's ways to deal with the situation. And, uh, yeah, I mean, if he's got an ankle injury, he's got to deal with it. But certainly that's two injuries now, and that's kind of coming as advertised with, with the risk that the Leafs were taking with a goaltender like Murray. What was the biggest difference for you between Friday and Sunday night in terms of, and obviously the, you know, the, the obvious answer is the score, but just in terms of play and what you saw on the ice? Yeah, I think there was uh, just a little bit more of a commitment to defense. I think someone like T.J. Brody made a big difference coming back in that game right. and solidifying Morgan Riley. Riley seemed to be, not that he wasn't comfortable before, but certainly was in a better groove when he just has his regular defensive partner there. And uh, remember, they both had different injuries. So even when Riley came back and Brody was healthy, he was still kind of ramping up in his uh, return to play. So I think now that they're both fully healthy made a big difference there. Um, I think Alex Kerfoot playing a whole game at the two center spot instead of just that third period when the game had already kind of got off the rails, I think has helped because I think that's where someone like Kerfoot is starting to see his value again after it was kind of going on a down, downward spiral for a little while because he wasn't getting the points. And when he wasn't getting the points and he was further down the lineup and he wasn't playing as much, he was kind of trying to figure out what his identity was on this team. And so when he can get thrust into that 2C spot and be effective for them, I think that helps him and that helps solidify that second line. 
And those two reasons combined with Brody, I think, are the biggest differences why that game looked very different than the one against the Senators. Yeah, it is funny about uh, TJ Brody. He'll never get you many points, but it just seems to uh, not just solidify, but calm down and create sort of um, just more a proper defensive structure when he's on the ice. Everyone gets to be with their proper partner as well. Uh, moving over to John Tavares, played his thousandth game, had two assists last night, uh, has been great in the month of January. The last four games, six points, uh, putting you know, a couple of games back to back, eight shots. Um, I think it's uh, clear to say this is the best version we've seen of Tavares all year. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, I think it's just it's one of those things where when you keep him in the middle, keep him elevated in that role that he's got, he seems to rise to that occasion. So. He's playing with Mitch Marner again. I think we saw the best of John Tavares this season with Mitch Marner when, when even when that wasn't necessitated by Austin Matthews being out of the lineup like he is right now. And so I think you take all those things into account and, and some of the other stuff that he's been working with, with skills coaches and trying to be more economical with his movement at his age right now uh, to be able to be that player that can – still demonstrate the skill, but also not max out the miles. So I think that's a lot of the reason why you're seeing John Tavares really kind of have this turnaround season in terms of the even strength element. He was always kind of putting up the points, but you know the even strength points are, are, are what the big improvement is for JT this year. Morgan Riley got his uh, first goal of the season. I'm not going to say it's directly related to, to the return of T.J. Brody, but more big picture. Um, how important do you think it is for Morgan Riley to have T.J. Brody back on the ice? I think it helps. Uh, it, it certainly looks like when he's playing with, with Brody and Brody's not kind of used to kind of move down in the lineup or just to kind of fix another issue on the defense it helps because Morgan Riley just kind of has this number one tag status that comes with the territory of, of why he's paid what he's paid and everything but but then when there's an issue further down the D it seems like Brody is taken away from Riley to fix that other issue and then you kind of have a rotating cast of characters uh, playing in there and that's hard for someone like him whether he'll admit it or not to kind of find a groove and and just kind of get some stability in that spot. Even last year when Jake Muzzin kind of needed the correcting there, they brought Brody down and Riley was playing with a lot of different players before finding some chemistry with Ilya Labushkin, and now Labushkin's not here. So I think there's there's just a – it's better for Morgan Riley at this point when he's got a stable defense partner that he trusts and that can play into that, that top two role, and it's a defined top two. When it's not T.J. Brody and it just kind of rotates all around, you know, I thought there was some success there with Timothy Lilligren, but then even in the last couple of games before Brody was back, they put Justin Hall in there, and so they, they kind of keep changing things. And so Brody just stabilizes everything. They like Jordano with Hall. They really like Sandino with Lilligren. And, and Riley with Brody is their optimal look, provided they don't add anybody and – and if Jake Muzzin doesn't come back, which he's still out indefinitely. So I think it's important to just get some stability in that top two, and Brody's that guy for Riley. Follow the man on Twitter, at D-Alter. You can check out his work inside the Maple Leafs. Leafs reporter David Alter. Always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you so much for joining the show today. Yep.
You got it. Thank you. Yeah, right back at you, Dave Alter. Next game for the Leafs, you can hear it here on TSN 1050. It is Wednesday against the Boston Bruins. John Tavares will be on overdrive just after 4 o'clock.